Hi, I'm Taryn Winterbrill, host of Bestseller TV on C-Suite Radio. On this show, I sit down with leading business authors to find out what makes their books stand out from the crowd. With thousands of new business books and titles being published each year, we try to make it just a little bit easier for you to decide which ones are worth the read. Thanks for listening. This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Bestseller TV. I'm Taryn Winterbrill. We're here with Joy Marsden. She's the author of Keep Stepping, Essential Ways to Lead Yourself and Others Through Challenge and Change. It's great to have you with us, Joy. Thank you. It's good to be here. Full disclosure, before I read the subtitle, I thought this was a book about aerobics. Oh, did you? Wow, this is going to be different. Uh, it has nothing to do with aerobics. This is all about change. And it's a very difficult nut to crack. So why even go there? Well, do you know, the reason I come up with, with Keep Stepping is because there are times when you know change happens, things kick off, unexpected things come into our lives. And when they do, our natural way of working is to stop, is to just stand still. Sure. And to kind of just, you know, sometimes we just don't know what to do. Right. So we don't move. And the idea behind Key Stepping is that we keep taking steps towards the bigger ideal, the dream, the goal, whatever it is we want to achieve. But we must keep moving. We must take steps. Now, was a lot of this sort of taken from your own personal experience? Were you in a situation where you froze and, and instead of stepping, you maybe stepped you stepped back yeah, <laughs> yeah. stepping forward. I have been at this place numerous times mm -hmm. uh, throughout my life where things have happened, where there are, are unexpected. Um, for instance, I've, my, my own father was murdered. Oh my, um, so And it was pretty extreme. But in situations like that, you have to keep stepping. I've been very, very ill, had a bleed on the brain. In situations like that, you have to keep stepping. And it's not just the big things that happen where you have to keep moving. It's the smaller things as well. So you can have something that just, you know, a day that just doesn't work out well. And right. you go home and you're just like, you know what? I don't want to do anything. I don't want to see the world. But you have to keep stepping. If you want to achieve, you have to move. Right. Well, based on what you've been through, it sounds like you might be the expert on how to move <laughs> forward. So let's get into it. I love the way you articulate certain ideas. You mm. say when faced with a difficulty, a novice clings onto a routine for comfort. For an expert, difficulty means a chance to innovate Absolutely. and improve. And when you look at it that way, it's, it's sort of a light bulb moment. How did you come up with that? It's all to do with the way that you see things. Sure. I mean, we all have uh, challenging times, sometimes disappointing times. And I, I was intrigued with the idea, why do some people get through it and keep stepping and they come out the other end and you have a non entrepreneur that's been through an amazing amount of challenges, but they come out the other end and they're like, oh, do you know what, look at me, I'm successful. Somebody else can go through exactly the same thing and not achieve the same. So kind of just studying that and researching that idea just made me think, do you know what, there is a difference here and what is that difference? And the difference yeah, what's is the, secret? the way you carry yourself, okay. the way you self-manage yourself, the way you lead yourself through a situation, and all of that will lead to something that I call self-mastery if you keep going. Now, Joy, under the section of the book entitled Self-Management, you talk about this idea of the need to manage ourselves as being overlooked. Mm -hmm. Why do you think that? And more importantly, why is it so important, this idea of self-management? I think it's overlooked mainly because we're busy. Life is busy. And we know we're busy just, just getting on with life and living and working and doing the things that we, we feel are important. And they are. But, you know, at the end of the day, the only thing that can sustain us through difficult times is the way we manage ourselves through it. Okay. And if we don't give attention to that, we won't develop in that. So we have to give focused attention to managing ourselves. And I, you know, there are there are a few ways to do that. But managing yourself is something we must focus on. So let's get into a 
little bit without giving mm. it all away. You mentioned something called freeze and reflect. What do you mean by that? Well, the freezing is simply just taking that pause and stopping and going, right, okay, let me look at what's going on here. So you may have had repeated behavior that is taking you down a particular path, a particular road. You might be getting a result that you just don't like. Right. In that situation, you do need to freeze, need to stop, and then reflect. Take a look at what's happening. And after you've done all that, then move forward. Do you find it in this, this fast-paced world we live in, you're finding that more and more no one's freezing, no one's reflecting. It's like, who needs reflection? I gotta move, I gotta go, right? <laughs> yeah, and I, and I think people are under pressure, aren't they? Um, yeah, we sure. don't. We all have the same 24 hours, but it seems that 24 hours just isn't enough. Right. And you know, because we're under pressure, and because we're under pressure to deliver, it's not just at work. You know, take the mom that's at home. You know, she's she's running the home. She's she's running the house. She may be working. She's she's making a home. She's she's looking after her children with different demands. They're all different characters. They're all different personalities. You know, time is not what we think we have on our life. So, <laughs> so taking time out to actually just freeze is not, you know, uppermost in our mind. It's nice and refreshing that anyone can sort of benefit from these tools and techniques that you're giving us. A mom, yeah. a dad, you know, it's a comprehensive sort of style that everybody can benefit from. Yeah, so, um, that's right. You also discussed something called shred behaviors and tune in to overcome challenges. What do you mean yeah. by shred behaviors, behaviors and tune in? Well, the shred is basically taking stock of the things that we need to let go. Okay. You know, the obstacles, are the things, the tracks that we've paced for ourselves and we've marked them out, this is the way we always do it. And you know, sometimes right. the way that you always do it doesn't lead you to, to the answer you want to get, the goal you want to get, the desire that you have. And that's when we need to look at that and go, do you know what? Shred. We need to get rid of it. I mean, delete. <laughs> Just delete. really kind of take it away and push it to the side and move, you know, move it out of the way so that you can move forward. So take time to shred and stop and then tune in to what's actually happening. If you think about a radio, mm -hmm. and you know when you get that kind of shh, when it's not quite tuned in properly? Yeah. It's a bit like that. You can be there, but not really tuned into what's happening. Um, I'm sure you know what it's like when you walk into a house, or you walk into an office, or you walk into a place, and sometimes you think, something's not right. right. And you can cut the atmosphere with a knife. Mm -hmm. It's a bit like that. Okay. You're tuned into the situation, um, but we're not always tuned in. So we have to take time to tune. And there's a lot of terrific anecdotes in the book. Um, in the section on perspective, Joy, I really enjoyed uh, one about your son when he first got into gymnastics and this idea yeah. of perspective. You know, tell, tell the audience what that oh, was okay. about. It's about my, my eldest son, Peter, and he came running in one day. He was about 14 years old, and he's just like, Mom, 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 I know what it is I want to do. Uh -huh. and I was like, tell me, tell me. And he's like, Mom, I want to be a gymnast and I was like a gymnast I was surprised but not because he wanted to be a gymnast but he was 14 years old I mean he had hairs on his chest his voice had broken he's like mom I want to be a gymnast right and you start that kind of thing when you're five when you're six so I was a little bit concerned I mean I mean my Peter is not bendy so you know he, he's gonna he was gonna have trouble trying to do gymnastics at his age sure. but he wanted to do it so I, I booked him into a, 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 a class and when I did I could see lots of five-year-olds six-year-olds kind of flipping around like boing 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 I looked at the man looked at Peter and I said are you okay he's like yeah I'm fine and and you know cut a long story short he by the time he was 17 years old was a national champion wow a national champion that's pretty impressive so what I do is I just I just in the book I, I asked the question if my Peter had focused on the five-year-old and the six-year-old would he have stayed and I don't think he would have done so what's the lesson there I mean why put that in the book what are you trying to tell us what I'm trying to say is what you focus on determines what your action's going to be. Okay. So if he focused on the five-year-old and the six-year-old, he was gonna quit. Right. But he decided to focus on what he could do, 
not what he couldn't do, and what he wanted, and not what he didn't want. And actually, if we can switch that focus, right. it can really, really help us to achieve. So it's all about eliminating the distraction. Absolutely. Most people would say, oh, I, I don't think I can do that at 14. Look at those five-year-olds. I mean, they, they started you know, way ahead of me. So yeah, yeah it, it's just a good lesson. I enjoyed it. C-Suite Radio. You talk in the book, you've worked with so many organizations like PepsiCo, Oracle. Mm -hmm. What common characteristics would you say you've seen in successful business people within these organizations? What are what are a few that you can share with us that sort of ran the gamut mm -hmm. in all these places that you've yeah. worked? Well, they stretch the boundaries and they know that in the stretch, that's where change is going to happen. So they're always kind of pushing the boundaries of what their people can do, what the organization can do. They're also people that look at the type of environment that they, um, culture that they, they, they work in. So they, they want their people to work in something that is vibrant mm -hmm. so they listen to their people they've usually got leaders at the top that are inspirational and they are leaders that do what they say they follow through absolutely absolutely so those are some of the traits of a good company a good company so my question is if a good company that's successful you've heard this adage you know if it's not broken why fix it mm. so would you tell those companies to would you foster change even though they're doing great Right. I mean, is there always a need to change, even if you're at the top of, you know, at the top of the class? Yeah. This is going to sound a little bit cliche, but there's always a need to keep stepping. I would say. Yeah, I would say, even if things are going well, I, I do believe that in order to grow, in order to continue to sustain something that's really, really good, we have to look at ways of, of stepping forward and look at the next step, um, because that. Change happens, sure. And you know, if you if you're onto a good thing, you may not be onto a good thing for a very long time. Yeah. Equally, if you're onto a bad thing, you know, time passes and things pass. Therefore, you right. know that something else is going to happen if you keep stepping. And I think that's a really important point because, sure, you might be, you know, things are going great. It's not mm -hmm. going to last forever. You have yeah. to prepare yourself for that change when it yeah. comes, and you want to prepare in advance. And that's really what the whole book is about. In the section on potential joy, you say everyone needs a map. Mm -hmm. What did you mean by that? Okay, the map, the MAP. Mm -hmm. The M is for motivation. Right. I, as a motivational speaker, cannot motivate anybody. You have to have your own personal motivation. The A is for ability. If you match that motivation with ability, then bo both of those added together is going to equal your potential, which is what the P is for. So I reckon if you've got the motivation, the ability that joins that together and right. pieces it all together, then you're going to you're going to reach your potential in time. Can you achieve your potential without the motivation or the ability? No. Right. What if you don't have the ability but you have the motivation then you know skill is something that can be learned okay so 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 you can you can work on the ability okay. but you if, if you have no motivation to start off with you're not going to achieve much understood okay and then you also say in that section there are seven steps to work toward your potential I'm not going to give away all seven I want you to read the book what would you say is the most important though I would say pushing the boundaries pushing the boundaries because if you're not able to push the boundaries then you're not going to reach the potential that you were designed for, that you were born for. And and it's hard. And yeah. that's where change happens. When you push those boundaries, you start to change. And it's scary. Sure. It's not an easy thing to do, which is why most people don't do it. Right, right. But if you push the boundaries and continue to push the boundaries, then you'll achieve your potential. So you mentioned pushing boundaries. Can you give us some real life examples? You mentioned it earlier when we talked about mm -hmm. PepsiCo and Oracle. So where yeah. are we seeing this in real life? So I worked with a, a reception team from one of these companies. And when I worked with the reception team, what they did was they gave them an incentive and the incentive was if you can receive a number of compliments from the customers coming in you will receive a day off a day off in loot well, what happened was it changed the mindset of these receptionists an incentive absolutely so they started to 
be nice. <laughs> be even <laughs> Hopefully more. Hopefully nicer. Yeah, right. mm. absolutely. And you know, be even more welcoming. But they, they took the extra step and they went the extra mile and they started to serve the clients in ways that they hadn't served them before. And it wasn't cheesy. Yeah. It was just very, very yeah. good customer service. But customer service that took them onto the edge and made them stand right. out. That's a great example of pushing boundaries because yeah. customer benefits. But I find that staffs like internal competition. They like bets, so yeah, to speak, you know, who can win. It's just human nature. So I think that's, yeah. a, that's a great technique. So much to get to. can't emphasize more why you need to read the book. There's anti-joy in the book. There's this woman anti-joy in the book that she can teach you so much. You talk about luck versus skill. Mm -hmm. You talk about destiny. Do we control our destiny? I'm curious, real quick, do you believe in luck? I believe you can be in the right place at the right time. Do you, do you I believe, believe in destiny? Yes. Okay. I believe in destiny. Okay. You go. You d you really delve into it in the book, but it's yeah. it's really sort of an approachable way, and you show how it sort of caters to this idea of change and stepping into change. So yeah, thank you, Joy, for being here, and we should say thank you for coming across the pond. Oh, you're welcome from <laughs> England to be here. So uh, we really appreciate it. And you can check out the book on our website at csweetbookclub.com, c-sweetbookclub.com. I'm Taryn Winterbrill. We'll see you next time right here on Bestseller TV. Like what you just heard? Visit c-sweetradio.com. C-Suite Radio, turning the volume up on business. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.